welcome back to the Fantasy Scape Podcast. Uh, it is currently Sunday, January 23rd. It is the divisional uh, matchup weekend, I guess. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the biggest risers and fallers of the 2022 season. Um, we're going to be talking about guys like Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, Spencer Rattler, if y'all still remember who that is, uh, Sam Darnold, and, and yeah, we're really excited, but before that, we have some news, uh, before we, uh, let, let's talk about a little bit about the games we saw yesterday, um, so we saw the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Outlast, I guess, would be the best verb to describe it. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. Um, I mean, any thoughts that you guys have from this, from uh, the Bengals Titans game? Two day. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That was insane. That was the hardest game I think I've ever watched. Like, me, forcing myself to watch that game was tough getting physically ill actually yeah that was, that like, was every other drop back knowing jeffrey simmons is going to be in the backfield <laughs> like before the snap is uh snapped that was crazy we got to see three top five dynasty wide receivers face off yeah aj uh, brown was going crazy the entire game arthur Juan brown he's that dude I mean, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are that dude as well, but A.J. Brown is that dude. Um, Hill is not that dude. Yeah. From the first Derek, play of the game. Derrick Henry was unfortunately not that dude that particular game. Um, Rodgers is also not that dude. He's fraudulent. Transcendent. Shout out to Skip Bayless. <laughs> if you haven't already, go look at his tweets from last night. They they are definitely going to stir a chuckle. Uh, if you're not a Packers fan, I, I wouldn't recommend going on Twitter right now. If you were a Packers <laughs> fan, <laughs> I just delete it. Maybe like in June or maybe July. like a month. Yeah, a couple <laughs> months from now. Um, but yeah. Uh, speaking of that game, we also saw. The 49ers somehow win against the Green Bay Packers. Like, I felt like the 49ers were never really in the game until that last second field goal. Uh, just crazy. Just till that yeah, the, blocked punt return. That blocked punt just ran right. Yeah, and they, and they blocked the field goal. Like, the, yeah, their special teams, yeah. like, they scored 10 points. I think that's more than Jimmy had. Yeah, it was crazy. Special teams matters. Exactly. That's something to take away from that game. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jimmy G, man. And shout out to Debo Samuel. Uh, just stud weapon. Um, but yeah, in other news, last week we saw the return of one Cam Akers. And boy golly. Did he look good? Freak of uh, nature. I mean, 
he was like dusting NFL cornerbacks coming off of an Achilles tear. Didn't he tear it four months ago? No. Yeah, was like that what five, it? five months ago. Yeah, it was regardless, five months. And he was like actually like leaving NFL. Like they lined him up out wide, and he like dusted a cornerback. That was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. I think, I think he dropped it, or he was like slightly underthrown. But still, yeah, that that was actually like even seeing him out there is just like. I just can't say enough about like the 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 uh like amazing miraculous recovery that Cam Akers just showed everyone and uh hopefully you know put all the uh career ending injuries to bed I guess like there are no career end He looked damn good Real like, quick, shout out to anyone who bought Cam Akers because the time is over now. Yeah, he's probably a bit overpriced now. Yeah, like I know Sony Michelle, he's a capable running back. You know, he can he can rip off a play or two there, but like Cam Akers, man, he's he's just like a different running. He's a different type of running back. He's one of those guys where like you could just put him anywhere. He's just an athlete, pretty much. Um, yeah, Cam Akers. Shout out to Cam Akers. Uh, 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 yeah. Any anything else to say about Cam Akers? No. No, not really. He's just looking good. I'm just Can't in wait shock. to watch him. Can't wait to watch him later today. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about the biggest risers and fallers today. Uh, I guess we'll start with the good. Do you guys want to start with the good or the bad, or the risers or the fallers? I guess. Uh, I'd say the risers. Yeah. All right, we'll, yeah, we'll start off. Start on a good note. We'll start this Sunday morning on a good note. Um. So. Uh, one guy that I'd like to highlight is uh, and shout out to Matt Harmon here, uh, Deontay Johnson, man. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, the PPR king himself. I mean, just everyone found a reason to fade Deontay in the off season, and it, it just alphas are gonna alpha. I, I don't know what to say at this point, like. Good players just get good target shares. We were talking about him, more, uh, back our, more back likely than not. Yeah, like we've always had him above uh, any other receiver in that room. Out to everyone that had Claypool and Juju over Deontay in the offseason. Yeah. Um. I mean, Deontay, and people are still fading him because they're like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger helped him. I want you to tell, watch the Steelers game and tell me how Ben Roethlisberger literally helped any receiver on that team. I, I think that narrative is so stupid. Like, yeah. you bring if they bring in some of the stronger arm, sure, maybe Claypool gets more looks, but Deontay's still going to get his because talent's still going to win out. Why, why would they... F- 
fade Deontay. Why would a quarterback not throw to somebody who he knows can catch it? Like, why? It, it doesn't Twitter make doesn't any sense. He can catch yeah. It. yeah, I was going to say, were we watching the same game? <laughs> but yeah, Deontay's, like, I don't think people that. quite understand this. Like, the man is always open. Now, is he always going to catch it? That's another story. Um, but, true. like, if, if you're listening to this right now, we need your help to go out on Twitter and spread the Deontay Johnson can't drop or can't catch rumors so that we can all yeah. buy him low. Yeah. Do everything <laughs> favor, please. All right. Yeah, just everybody do that right now. Everyone just pull up, like, a highlight of Deontay Johnson dropping a football, and we're all just going to mass tweet it out. Just reply it to anything. It doesn't even have to be football related. <laughs> it's like Real... Rachel Ray cooking recipes. <laughs> Real Deontay quick for Deontay, I saw this and I was looking at his stats. On player profiler, it says his catchable target rate was like 77.5%, which is like the 45th best in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Ben was really helping, I'd say. I mean, Deontay definitely could catch more, but like... It's, it goes back to your point, how much was Ben really helping him? Yeah, and one thing people like to, to mention is that, like, Deontay Johnson's, like, like a short route merchant, I guess, like, in that Ben Roethlisberger can't throw far, so it'll show. But, like, the thing about, if you look at his, like, reception perception profile is that he's winning everywhere. But, like, he's not like, he's not like he can only win, like, early in the route. Uh, like, he could win anywhere and like having that like better quarterback would give him better efficiency and you'd probably mm-hmm. still have similar target share and more touchdown upside. Right. Like in coming into the NFL, he was more known as like a deep threat type guy. It's just the Pittsburgh Steelers have not been able to consistently, uh, hit a, a deep pass so they've kind of converted him into more of a short yardage type of guy and he's done pretty well with with the uh you know opportunity that they gave him um mm. but yeah if you're if you're still fading Deontay uh get a grip I guess <laughs> all right I said my guy. I'll let someone else take over uh, who they want to talk about, and then we'll discuss them. Uh, I'll talk about Jalen Hurts real quick. I think that he was a huge riser. Obvious, like a lot of people faded him in the off season just because of the rumors that the Eagles didn't want to stick with him. But regardless, he was still the number six QB in terms of a points per game standpoint with. Uh, 782 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns and then with 3,000 passing yards and 16 passing touchdowns. So obviously with those stats, he's a riser, but I would still, I'm still looking to buy him just because like, even without the draft capital in him, he's still a talented QB. So even if the Eagles move on from him, he's still going to have a starting job somewhere else because you cannot convince me that Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones or Taylor Heineke are better than him. I, I just, I will not accept that. And I would also like to note his second receiver was Jalen Rager. So he's, he's a riser. I really like, 
and I'm I'm just hope I hope he stays in in Philadelphia because I want to see Devontae Smith have a comp, at least competent quarterback. Yeah, that's really like my little piece about him. Yeah, uh, I made a deal with an Eagles fan yesterday on Twitter. Uh, I acquired uh, Jalen Rager, like in the real NFL, for a singular pretzel bite. Um, <laughs> I think Jalen Rager would make a pretty competent water boy for the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> he seems pretty fast, so. I thought it was a deal on my part, but yeah, Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, he's guaranteed another shot at a start for a year. Um, yeah, I remember my seeing, thing, or I saw this post. You and I saw this post where somebody had Trevor Lawrence next year in fantasy above Jalen Hurts. No, oh yeah, that, that was ridiculous. That was no. So awful. Like he's like. And in redraft and in dynasty, he's so underrated. Uh, he's just such a good buy for like that rushing upside. He's just pretty much guaranteed to be a QB one. Exactly. The only concern I have, and like it still kind of goes back to the rumors about the Eagles wanting to move off him, which I don't think they will after a pretty good year by him. I'd say they have three first round picks, so maybe his offense gets better. That's what I would think, because I don't think they're going to move off him for kind of I – w- I don't want to say like a poor QB draft cast, but like it's not generational like last year's, I guess. And where the picks are uh, that they have are like they're in like the 10 to 20 range. So like all the – I'm not going to say all the elite, but like pretty much all the elite defenders are going to be off the board like Kyle Hamilton, uh, Derek Stingley, and obviously all the edge rushers. So at that point, like they'd have to be in prime position to take like Garrett Wilson, maybe even like Traylon Burks, or like I don't think it'll be Jamison Williams or like Drake London, one of those top tier wide receivers. Yeah, for sure. And then paired with Devontae Smith. Oh my like, that'd gosh. Be really Jesus. good for And then oh, they could even man. take like Win- they could guy. even take like a Linderbaum if Kelsey's leaving. Holy cow, that'd be awesome. Loki, like even like Chris Olave would help them out a lot. Like have like a deep threat type guy. That'd be cool to see Devonte and Olave together. Shout out to fantasy footballers on TikTok for his uh, astute breakdown of of Chris Olave. Is <laughs> 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 it isn't uh, he the one that got into the beef with Theo Ash? Yeah, yeah. That was so entertaining. Go watch that on TikTok. Yes, if you if you want another chuckle. Uh, Theo kind of dumpstered him, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and a mountain of stupid. He's a, a college <laughs> route runner, not an NFL route runner. Exactly. That's a that's a thing that exists. Dude, I rewatched that. He 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 was saying how Chris Olave like drops easy passes and he showed a clip of Jackson Smith and Jacob dropping a pass. Are you serious? <laughs> like oh my god, what are you doing? He saw that he showed this one where Chris Olave got like five yards of separation in the in the reds or in the end zone and then he <laughs> like dropped a pass that was behind him. He's like 
clearly this guy is Chris Olaverated. <laughs> we will be spreading the Chris Olaverated uh, propaganda. I'm going to spread so much Chris Olave slander until I can get him with the 2.03. <laughs> Why stop there? Third round pick, yeah. Chris Olave. <laughs> I don't have a third round pick. <laughs> I'll just I'll try and get him for like Jake Funk. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, before our uh, who are we talking about? <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Hopefully, people now understand that like rushing QBs are like actually like a cheat code in fantasy so when you look at guys like trey lance or even like malik willis sam howell in this year's draft class like they're worth taking upside shots on because if they start on the field if they're on the field starting like they they are most more than likely going to be fantasy viable i uh I, I've said this a lot on our podcast. I, I listen to Dynasty Flock a lot. He ma- made a good point like a week or two ago. People get too caught up in like who's a good quarterback versus who's a good fantasy quarterback. And that's the perfect – like Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance are like perfect examples. I'm not saying they're bad quarterbacks, but they – like you need to look at their fantasy production like over what they do in real life. If that makes sense. I mean, God, look at Taysom Hill. Yeah. Taysom Hill's like a <laughs> high-end QB2 every time he starts, and he's Taysom Hill. Jeez. Um, he's Sean Payton's secret, secret weapon. <laughs> exactly. Not really a secret anymore. Everyone, <laughs> no. <laughs> everyone knows what Taysom Hill's doing. He's just <laughs> running the ball. Um. Uh, Chucking picks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't really feel strongly whether to sell, to buy, or sell him. Um, I think if you're looking for a contending quarterback, I don't think you could do much better than Jalen Hurts for, for like, cost of acquisition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe Kirk Cousins, but even then, Jalen Hurts, I still yeah. value above him. Yeah. If Tom Brady's guaranteed another season, that'd be another yeah. goodbye. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Anyone? Uh, ooh. Or uh, any other players you guys want to talk about? I don't I guess have one I was thinking Debo Samuel, just because we saw him last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was such a crazy, like, we knew he, like, at least two things going into the season. He's a freak athlete, and uh, he had a really great reception-perception zone grade. Uh, so the freak athlete part, like, every like the one thing that Debo Samuel was known for is just his yak. Because, like, I think that... Maybe it was 2019, maybe it was 2020. He had more yak yards than reception yards in general, which included yak, because they would throw him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. And so that was just, Debo Samuel's just this like weird gadget guy. And then all of 
the sudden he's utilized completely fully. Uh, and like they're tossing him the ball in the backfield and he's like actually the greatest running back in the NFL as well. So his like him being like first team all pro and then like he would have like a slight injury here and there, but he was like considered injury prone. Like that was just like a, definitely a league winner uh, in many dynasty and redraft leagues. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Uh, what a interesting story, I guess. Uh, he he's always been one of my uh, favorite. I get maybe not favorite, but like one of the my favorite wide receivers to watch. Um, I love every wide receiver from that 2019 draft class. They're all just like kind of freaks of nature. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much it was only injuries really that people were finding to uh, fade Debo. And I don't, yeah. I mean, obviously no one expected him to do what he did this year, but man, if he gets running back eligibility in fantasy, um, I mean, he's like a top five dynasty running back at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. like put JT above him, I think. Uh, yeah, point. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, even know could. if I would because he'd have that longevity. If yeah, I don't, receptions. I don't see how you could uh, put someone like like Javante Williams or like even maybe like Christian McCaffrey over him. Like, Debo Samuel would be like kind of a cheat code. Um, but yeah, Debo, uh, are you guys concerned at all with? Trey Lance looking to take over this offense in the 2022 season for Debo? I am not. Not too much. No, not really. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I trust Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan should probably be like coach of the year for going this far with freaking Jimmy Garoppolo every season. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, like with Trey Lance, I can only, I feel like it only helped Debo. And maybe that's like kind of like arrogant to assume, but I don't know. Maybe you see more deep throws and stuff, like maybe more explosive plays. It's going to be interesting for sure because you're going to be seeing a whole new dimension to that offense. I still, but I still feel like Debo's the alpha there. So, like, how much would he be hurt? You know, Mm -hmm. like he's still going to get his. That's um, kind of how I look at it. I can't wait for for Twitter the next during the off season to explain why X player is the next Debo Samuel. Oh yeah. Um. Listen, no one know no no one predicted Debo Samuel was going to be Debo Samuel. Uh, everyone pretty much just thought he was like a big slot receiver, pretty much. I remember no, our startups laughing at people for drafting Debo above Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I still believe in Ayuk, but I do too. Debo's Debo's that dude. Um interesting uh Twitter, I guess. 
conversation I had, I made the case that I think Jamar Chase and even like A.J. Brown could be Debo Samuel-esque. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I, here, I'll let you go. Uh, I was just going to say, I could see it just because after last night, Jamar had that like 50-yard, basically a run because it was thrown behind the line of scrimmage, and that just reminded me a lot of Debo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I could just see him being used like that because he's so athletic. A.J. Brown, I don't watch a ton of, but I could see that because he is also super athletic, and yeah, he's just a beast. There's just something about watching them run around where they literally just made was, that first tackle always miss. Those yak gods. Yeah. Yeah, and it's we like, saw – We like saw in the Raiders game. Like ice skates and everybody else is just having frozen boots or something. Yeah, and we saw in the Raiders game that the Bengals were really just like – they weren't like straight up handing it off to Jamar Chase in the back uh, backfield, but they would just like put him on like – not even like a jet sweep. They kind of just like did a crack toss to him. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was like on a fourth down. And he's really good. He's like kind of like Debo in that way. And like kind of like reading the defense and like be, he's really patient uh, he's, as well. He's way stronger than he looks too. Yeah, oh, it's he's, insane. He's built. He, uh, he's built. They, it wasn't just that 50-yard play, like that like screen that – like made me think about that last night, but like there was also another screenplay where they faked a jet sweep kind of, and then he got like a 10 or 15 yard gain. Do you guys remember that one? I don't remember exactly when it was. Maybe. But I just remember he like, it just reminded me of Debo a lot, the way they used him. So it's like Jamar, like the big thing with Jamar is his deep threat. But when you look at, they can use him like almost anywhere. So I guess the, that's a good case for him being one of the bigger risers too. Yeah. And Jamar is just like a perfect combination between Tyreek Hill, like his deep threat ability and like speed, which people weren't even expecting. And then just like Debo Samuel's yak ability, uh, and like strength. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely insane. I didn't expect I the strength. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's a bigger unicorn at wide receiver right now than Jamar chase. Jamar looks so skinny on the field, but, like, dude does not play skinny. Yeah, he plays, like, 80 to 90% of Debo. This is off topic, but stop saying next Jamar Chase, all right? For these college wide receivers, there is no next Jamar Chase until further notice, all right? (laughs) I really don't like that in general when people say that about any players. Yeah. Yeah, that... It just feels like you're like, spending on the ability of that athlete. It's lazy, like, in my yeah. opinion. It's not Traylon Burks. It's not Kayshawn Boutte. It's not Jackson Smith and Jigba. Let these guys be themselves. Don't prop them up against what Jamar Chase did this season. I actually saw somebody recently uh, say pose the question, what does Jamar Chase do better than Jackson Smith and Jigba? And I almost died. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Where would you even begin? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, where, where, where to start everything? You just send them, like, a whole ass, like, uh, like, what is it, article? Like, those fucking, like, 
60 page long articles that people write for uh, doctor's offices. Just send them like yeah. a little uh, scholarly article. Just give them a uh, MLA formatted essay. <laughs> Sometimes I want to do that. Yeah. Too much work though. Just share them. Share them. With like Google something like that, I'd want to do. Like, like the title is like "Why You Are a Moron." <laughs> <laughs> Twitter Why never disappoints though. Why you are uh, an idiot? But um, talk about Jamar Chase. Uh, there's. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't say enough good things about Jamar. I'd like to shout out to everyone that panic sold Jamar Chase, man. Shout out to you guys. You are what Dynasty is built off of. Um, you are how Dynasties are built. You know, like like overreaction. You guys creates creates uh, money moves basically. But yeah, uh, and speaking of Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow is another big riser. I mean, people were like, yeah. it was pretty much consensus to take guys like Trevor Lawrence, uh, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott over Joe Burrow last offseason. And what he's done, I mean. He's a top dynasty asset and a super. It's player. incredible. I, I do remember mock drafts, like doing them before our startups, wondering, should I take Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow? Now it's no question to be there, Joe yeah, Burrow. There's no question there. I remember Joe was falling to like the late first round in the 12 team format. And mm-hmm. that's not happening anymore. I think fantasy wise, I think the only guys that could be like definitively above him are like Josh Allen and like. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, maybe Justin Herbert, but like I, I would still take Herbert over him. Like, so like I would personally also take Kyler, but like I don't think that's consensus anymore. Um, that just goes yeah. back to the rushing upside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Wait, Joe Burrow definitely off topic. Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow in Dynasty? Joe Burrow. I'm taking Burrow because if Joe Burrow can be the like QB five, I think it was this season, like coming off of like all of his injuries and just like kind of that new offense being put together, mm-hmm. they can get like a league average uh, pass protection. Like he could probably be the QB two or QB three yeah. next season. I'm with it. Yeah. I was just curious because I've been thinking that and I was just wondering what you guys thought. Yeah, I'm also more of a fan of Joe Burrow's play style in Dynasty just because, like, Lamar Jackson is more of, like, an athlete-dependent, like, player. So, like, if both of them in five years, I would expect Joe Burrow to be the better asset by far. That's a fair point. I agree with you on that. Got to stop getting Burrow hit so much, though. Nine yeah. times in one oh game. Can't be doing that. Please, for the sake of good fantasy assets, <laughs> please protect Joe Burrow for the love of God. Um, another big riser going back to college. Uh, wait, do 
Did we even talk about anyone from? I don't think we talked about anyone from college yet. Kenny yeah, Pickett. We talked about Pickett yet. Uh, Kenny Pickett, man, another one of these fifth-year seniors that just kind of balls out in their last year of eligibility. Um, we we know the NFL is a copycat league, and people are going to see what Joe Burrow is doing with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, I mean, in terms of, like, knockoff Joe Burrows, like, I don't know if you could do much better than Kenny Pickett, to be honest. Like, it's not a one-for-one thing, obviously. Like, Burrow's obviously the better overall player, but, like, Kenny Pickett ain't bad, man. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think my dream landing spot for him... And I could definitely see this happening as Pittsburgh. I mean, I, think that's I hate Pittsburgh. Wants him to go. Yeah, because I mean, he goes. He went to. Is it? Did he go to Pittsburgh for college? Yeah. Is that where he plays? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that would just kind of fit. I feel like. Also, those guys need a decent QB, and I think Kenny Pickett, um, besides Matt Corral, is probably the most polished QB in this class. Yeah. If they go after somebody in the draft, it's going to be Pickett. But you always hear those rumors of them thinking about going for Jimmy G. Or Deshaun Watson. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't even want to think about that. I would not like that as a Bengals fan. And now we're um, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be leaving. So he's going to be on the market. I don't know where he's going to go, though. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about Aaron Rodgers in the news. Um I guess we'll talk about that in a later episode. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett, uh, good player. I can't wait to see where he goes. Not really much to say, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Some other risers we have. Um, we have Cooper Cup. Uh, I think second all time in like yards in a season. He had the triple crown for. Uh, catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, he did. Props to Cooper Cup. That was an incredible season by him. Oh, it was. Um, Him and Stafford, they just, they they have one of those magical combinations. We're not sure if it was racially motivated or not, though. (laughs) It might be slightly. It might be slightly. Um, Yeah, Cooper Cup. Hey, he's had an interesting career. Um, I saw someone on, on Twitter. Uh, I believe it was like YZR Fantasy, like bring up the question, like why was Cooper Cup never like this before? I guess, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting question when you really think about it. That's um, something I've been thinking about too. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a definitive answer. I kind of do. Well, Jared Let's Goff. Jared Goff. He, Jared Goff was was a good quarterback. I think people forget that. Um, now, let's be nice here and say his his play definitely took a dip. The past yeah. the last two years, he was two with years, the Rams. Yeah. Um, but before that, he he was a he was solid. Well, uh, he, that's because that is like in big part because they didn't hadn't figured out their play action game. 
That is true. And then the Patriots Super Bowl happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that was a big factor of it, but golf yeah, I did think play well regardless. One thing people also don't realize is that it doesn't matter sometimes if you have like a good quarterback and a good wide receiver, sometimes they just like don't have a good connection between them. Like mm-hmm. I think I think you can say that not this season, obviously, but the season before Baker Mayfield was like pretty good. Like he was like, he played like top 12, I would say top 13, but like OBJ. Oh wait, no, OBJ was out that entire season. Yep, he was. Oh, okay. That's why. Like, yeah, I was thinking, I just didn't remember hearing anything about he OBJ. He played a few games though. He played and a few, OBJ but... didn't do very much. Yeah, yeah. He played a few, but when he was playing, Baker wasn't doing too well, so that's why all the rumors started. It was where it was OJ, like Odell's problem in Cleveland. That's where all the rumors came from because the offense picked up when he was injured. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes there's just like a QB connection between two people uh, that like gets really overlooked, and I think that even though like Jared Goff might have been playing like pretty well uh, in the system. Like he just didn't have that connection that like maybe Matthew uh, Stafford would have with Cooper Cub, and I I think Cooper Cup is still a good buy because like mm-hmm. I don't think he has that many hits on him or like anything, and I don't think he's like that athletic dependent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he he seems like, like a really smart player. Actually, yeah, he actually, does. You watch his interviews. There's that one that was a month or two ago. Everyone talks about, but I don't know. I'd be comfortable buying him, but I'm not doing. If you're selling him, I don't. I don't think you're going to get a return that would equal the production that he puts up, um, that or that he projects to put up for the next few years. I'd expect Um, a regression from this year, though, because this was. I I would too. I would expect a slight regression. Crazy year. Obviously, this was like a record-breaking year, um, so I don't, I don't expect it every every year a player to break records. But uh, yeah, Cooper where do you Cup. think? Where do you think Cooper Cup will go in redraft? Oh, I think uh, I think he's easily like a top ten pick, probably yeah. for most people. I think wide receiver. I, I'm just kind of weird in the way that I play fantasy, but I think wide receiver like really top wide receiver might be more valuable than really top running back just because a lot of the time wide receivers just bust they bust and like they just like score zero points or like four or five and that like typically doesn't happen with running back uh usually they get injured but like if you have like a guaranteed 15 20 20 25 points a game from a wide receiver like that's actually really really big i don't that's also kind of the same with tight end I definitely see your line of reasoning there. Yeah, um, I can understand that reasoning. I, I'm a fan of the zero RB strategy in redraft leagues. And I even kind of did that in our dynasty league. Like I just, I don't like reaching for them when I like don't have to. Right. And I think that like the thing with, especially redraft is, I mean, this is like way off topic cause we're a dynasty podcast, but like you can pick up run like, those handcuff running backs off the waivers in a lot of leagues when one goes down. It just seems like there's a lot of injuries at the running back position. Yeah. I usually either have like two strategies. I don't like to, I like to go either like four or five, like 
top running. I would like if in my next redraft, uh, or if I'm building my next dynasty team to contend, uh, I would want to have my flex be a really good running back. I want to have another good running back because like running backs are just so consistent. Uh, the only issue is just that they're injury prone. Uh, so I don't like to just like what my strategy would not be would just to be take like one really good running back, like at the beginning or something like how most people usually do fantasy, uh, maybe take two running backs. I would take a top wide receiver and then like four running backs in the range that people would take wide receivers. I think my new strategy, I'm just going to, I'm just going to ignore positions and uh, get players that I think are going to score a lot of fantasy points. That's my new strategy. Uh, yeah, Cooper Cup, uh, last guy we'll briefly talk about is Rashad Penny. Uh I mean, I don't think anyone expected Rashad Penny to like ever be a name that people talk about ever again. Um, Definitely a rough start to his career. Yeah, uh, not really much to say about Rashad Penny except like, I mean, the dude deserves his praise, man. Like, yeah. he's he's a he's a baller. He performed. Uh, yeah. When he needed to. <laughs> Good for him. That's all I can yeah. say. Like, congrats. Yeah. I think him and like Debo Samuel were like the highest graded running backs like throughout the last like couple weeks of the season, which is kind of funny. Um but yeah, Rashad Penny. Uh gonna be interesting to see what Seattle does this entire offseason. Definitely something to monitor there uh, with Russell Wilson. And I've even heard DK like is in some trade rumors, which is odd, I guess. Yeah, that's a little um, odd. But yeah, Rashad Penny. Shout out to Rashad Penny. Uh, yeah. Now we're going to be talking about the fallers, the guy that, the guys, I guess, that kind of face-planted a little bit. And I don't think there's a, a better name to bring up for a face-plant than Spencer Rattler. I mean, he was a consensus, like, top five pick in the real NFL draft. And the dude just kind of fell flat on his face during the college season. Um, he got benched for uh, a true freshman. And now that freshman is talking about leaving. Uh, so it's just all around embarrassing for Spencer Rattler. Um, not really much to say. Just hopefully he can earn some of his previous draft pedigree back. But I guess we'll see. Next guy, Sam Darnold. My God. Good God. Yeah. That's rough. Remember when Sam Darnold was like a top 15 dynasty quarterback for like a month? I do remember that. I don't even think it was a month. I think it was like three weeks. Three it was weeks a good away. time. Sam Darnold, man. Uh, I'm not trying to defend Sam Darnold, but that 
Carolina offense is just comparably bad yeah, to the Jets yeah, offense bad. that he's had. <laughs> like, yeah. We still but, haven't seen Darnold in a good system, but yikes, anyways. Yeah, at this point, can he be improved at all? I think but, there's some uh, hope for him, but I am not buying him nah. at all. Yeah. Unless you can get him for like third or fourth round pick. I th- it's just not worth it. I mean, they said they're going to – aren't they going to try him again next year? Yeah, they are. I, I would think I they would because I don't, I don't think they, they pay committed for him? to him. I don't think they committed to him yet. Oh. Uh, oh. I mean, Didn't they pay like a second or a third or something to get him? They they extend they like got his fifth year option, um, but you know NFL coaches are notorious for using this sunk cost. Uh, you know, uh, they, not or I guess not using the sunk cost fallacy, even when they should. They. Uh, they gave the Jets a 21 six-round pick and then a 22 second and a fourth. Yes, Sam Darnold could not be starting on an NFL football field. Like, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like he'll probably start, though, because that's – The second-round pick, I would say, probably warrants another year to start by NFL coaching standards and owner standards. Yeah. Even yeah. if I don't agree with it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but they've also been mocked to draft a quarterback so they can draft like a Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett. Uh, Could definitely see that to bring in some competition. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Darnold stinks. Uh, let's move on to an arguably better quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Um, so, been a lot of Baker slander on the timeline. Um, a lot of people are defending him, saying like the shoulder injury was the to blame for back. That's what I for a lot of um, Baker's mishaps. And I think that would be fair to say. I don't think Baker Mayfield is as bad as he showed in the past couple weeks. Um, I don't know why he was playing if it was that bad. Yeah, that's my honest. problem. Like, he got surgery pretty much right after his season was over. Like, why? Like, the Browns were not in a great position to win. Like, why would you even, like, why would you play pretty much? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. But yeah, Baker. I think I'm actually, like, trying to buy Baker Mayfield just because, like, he's shown, like, flashes, not just, like, of a single season, but he was good. Like, I'm, not, I'm just going to say he's good. Nothing more than that. For, like, the past three seasons before this one. Like, he's 26 years old, and he could have, like, a, a career change, kind of like a Kirk Cousins career uh, if he – isn't re-signed to the Browns. I don't think he's so bad that like he couldn't be this. I think even if he's not with the Browns next year, I think he'd be starting somewhere else. I, like, I he's think he's definitely one. better than a lot of the starting QBs. Yeah. There's, 
Yeah. There's definitely not 31 QBs better than him in the league. Yeah, and, like, he's <laughs> he is only – he's less than 3,000 value. I don't know what the unit is in Keep Trade Cut, but according to Keep Trade Cut, his value is less than 3,000. Like, I feel like you're not going to get a better deal for a young quarterback that's, like, shown as much as he's ha- he has with as much context. I'm I'm with right. you on that, Nick. Uh, he's just the thing I like about Baker is that he's so confident in himself, and I just I don't really see him just like failing out of the league. And also, I feel like the Browns are going to keep him because this is the first quarterback that they've been able to like confidently stick with for like multiple years in our li- lifetimes. So I don't know. I'm not out on Baker. And if you're and if you're anti Baker in real life, uh, you can like hedge your emotions because you can trade, according to Keep Trade Cut, just chase Edmonds for him, and then if he's terrible, yeah, you hate Baker Mayfield, and if he's yeah. good, hey, fantasy dynasty, that's dynasty, <laughs> like. So I think it's a good buy, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. For me, it kind of depends on your league. Um, if you're in like a deep like word in uh for like a 14 man league and if you can have Baker Mayfield as your like QB3 I think that's a great thing to have oh, but sure, like yeah. 10 like 10 man leagues like let's be honest if you're starting Baker Mayfield in the super flex 10 man league you're probably not winning much um like it's just so easy to find good fantasy quarterbacks in a 10-man league. Um, mm-hmm. So I, he's kind of not valueless, I guess, but like I, I just don't see a point in owning him. I mean, unless you can give him for like a third-round pick, I guess. But like, yeah, Baker, I think uh, he, he's, a, he's a good buy right now. Um. You tell me, would you rather have like Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? Like, I'll take Baker there. Um, Wentz is uh, he's another person we could have had on this followers list, but um, that's true. yeah, yeah, Baker, decent buy. Um, I think he always he also gets a lot of crap, and I don't think he's ever played with like a true number one wide receiver that he can play with, if that makes sense. I get it, yeah. Like, Him and Joe Burrow, never had that connection. Yeah, like, Joe Burrow is a completely different quarterback with Jamar Chase. Yeah. Like, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Like Kyler's a different quarterback with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, if you can get... Baker, someone like a Garrett Wilson, like, who knows what could happen? Maybe he'll turn into like a Kirk Cousins esque type of guy. Yeah, I don't know. I not f- good for Garrett Wilson's fantasy stock, I think, but like for Baker Mayfield's, I really like Garrett Wilson for him because I think that I think that Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry have a decent connection, and I think that Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson is just 
better Jarvis Landry, like way better, uh, just Jarvis Landry. I think I heard that the Browns will save a lot of money if they cut Jarvis next year. Yeah, they gave him a huge contract that was uh, not warranted at the time or right now. Right. Um, yeah, Baker, keep an eye out. Uh, yeah. Next guy we have on the list is Saquon Barkley. Um, so Saquon's another one, kind of like Baker, where you could chalk up a lot of his uh, efficiency issues, I guess, to injuries. Obviously, you know, coming off like the knee injury this year or last year, sorry, and um, against the Cowboys, he crunched his ankle, I guess, for lack of better words, and he was just kind of dealing with that all year. He was always on the on the injury report for practices. Never quite looked uh, like the Saquon we knew after that, after the Cowboys game. Um, I still think he's a decent buy, man. I know there's a lot of risk, but... I mean, you're talking about even if Saquon, like, gets faded out in the rushing game a little bit, like, he's such a good pass catcher, uh, so elusive in the open field. Like, if the Giants have any competence to them, which, granted, is not a given at this point, they'll find a way to get Saquon the ball and let him do his thing. Um, but I understand there's a lot of risk that comes with Saquon. So if you're out, I get it, but at price, I don't think you could do a lot better to be honest. Yeah. There's no, go ahead, Michael. No, you can go. I was just going to say that I still believe in Saquon. I mean, you, you look at his injuries. They're not like, None of them are like uh, soft tissue injuries, were like which are like the concerning ones. You know, like hamstrings, groin. They they aren't those. They're freak accidents. And I still think he's a honestly a generational talent at running back. It's just like you said, the offense. Uh, I I don't know what New York's doing. I, I hope that they get it figured out, but they. I'm pretty sure they need O-line help. Oh, yeah. And if we see that in free agency or in the draft, then I'm going to be much higher on Saquon. I'm still – I'm okay with buying for the right price, but I don't know if – it just depends on your league. Yeah. They have – they they graded out as a worse offensive line than the Cincinnati Bengals. So – Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a – we saw how the Bengals performed yesterday. Um, yeah. Anything else to add about Saquon? Uh, I don't really think I do, except for the fact that I believe him as well. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Really so need next to change year. the scenery, in my opinion. You, you think he needs to change the scenery? I just that you can't say anything about that Giants offense when their tackles I think their tackles had more like touchdowns than their wide receivers yeah or the QB sneak on a third and nine 
Oh my God, Joe Judge. He should have been fired right there. Like, what? What was that? <laughs> oh my Lord. But yeah, if Saquon can go somewhere else. I mean, that just instantly bumps up his uh, his uh, dynasty price, I guess. And I think if any team buys Saquon, uh, they're probably a team that's looking to establish the run. Imagine Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley. Oh my gosh. That would be a lot of fun. (laughs) Or even like Kyler. Yeah. I forget that Buffalo's in New York sometimes. Like the o- like, it's actually the only one in New York because the other the, I think the other two yeah they're in Jersey. Jersey. That's funny. Um, but yeah, take one. Sometimes you just gotta buy into talent, man. Like Jamar Chase this off season, there were a million reasons to fade, but you just gotta buy into talent sometimes. Uh, next we have highlighted is Allen Robinson. So. Man, what a what a season for A Rob. Uh, uh, I don't know what what to make of it. To be honest, I don't know if Allen Robinson just didn't want to play with the Bears, so he just kind of phoned it in this season, or he's just you know he's had he's just over the rainbow in terms of like production. Um. For such a, you know, widely regarded wide receiver, like, it, it was disappointing. It was, it was disappointing. Um, you, guys, you guys have any thoughts on A-Rob? Um, I'm, I'm still willing to buy him. Uh, I think he's actually a really good buy right now because even if you don't, like, believe in his talent, right now I think his price is low enough to where when he signs with someone else, uh, his value is going to skyrocket and you can sell for higher than what you bought for. So that's one reason, but I still believe in his talent considering the great seasons he's had with the poor quarterback play. And I kind of, I kind of believe that he just didn't want to play with Chicago this year. And I mean, me, that's like kind of not the best way to like look at things. Cause you're just assuming at that point, but I still believe in Allen Robinson so Imagine if the Bears just go and tag him again. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. So funny. I will wait till the reception perception profile to save my judgment on Allen Robinson. Right now, I, just, I, I don't have an opinion, to be honest. I, I know that, like, I heard that Darnell Mooney worked a lot with Justin Fields in the preseason and that's why like that's partially why Darnell and Justin Fields had such a good connection. Because Darnell. I mean Darnell had like most of the targets I think in that offense. Yeah Darnell might be a, a good buy right now too. He was like I think he was like top fifteen in targets. Um mm-hmm. you know if I'll say this uh if you believe it all in in Justin Fields as an NFL quarterback, there is no reason you should not be sending trades for Darnell Moody because he projects to be that team's number one target going forward. 
But yeah, Darnell Mooney, decent buy. Allen Robinson, hesitant buy for me. Um, anyone else you guys want to talk about as fallers? I think one that's been getting a lot of like attention lately on Twitter is CD Lamb. Uh, yes, I think he the immortal like, CD Lamb war happening yeah, on Twitter. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, I think he's dropped from like wide receiver three to like wide receiver seven to eight ish. Uh, according to keep trade cut, and I get it. I still think CD is potentially one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Like can like age adjusted, obviously. But uh like it just seems like the Cowboys offense has so many weapons at the moment. Like in their wide receiver room is so deep too that they just and like how they like to run the ball. It's just like CeeDee Lamb could go the entire game with three targets. And that's just how it is. There, so from like right. a fan, see what were you saying? I was going to say, there was like quite a few games where they were very run-heavy, and we expected a very like pass-heavy offense. Yeah, I, think- I, owned, I owned a lot of Dak Prescott, and I saw that as well. It was very annoying. Yeah, and I think part of that is just because they're in a division where they're playing some pretty garbage teams right now. So they're getting the lead, and they're just running the ball. That that's yeah. what I would guess. I I don't watch the Cowboys, but that that'd be my initial guess. I think one weird thing, there's so many like weird analytics takes that go on with the Cowboys because I've seen like Ezekiel, the Cowboys are this and this record when Ezekiel Elliott rushes for this many yards. <laughs> like everybody on Twitter's like, no way. If you knee in the fourth quarter, you're also likely to win. It's like, so I think that the. I don't, I'm not going to be the big anti-analytics guy or something, but like, I think that there's a chance that like the Cowboys just feel like they have to like establish the run, even though it, like, and they feel like they have to as well. Cause they paid Zeke like an absurd amount of money and like those long future. Um, they just seem so content running the ball and like all the stats say that passing is just, you should pass way more than you run. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll change. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Hopefully, I still... I think CD now is, like, well-priced. I think where he is... Uh, that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, I think he's he didn't face-plant this season because he was still, like, the... I think the wide receiver, like, 20... Wide receiver, 19? I think he was, like, close to 16. Let me look that up real quick. I think it was 19 because I was planning on slandering him because uh, I, I was anti-CD coming into the year. Yeah, wide receiver 20 finished. Okay. And points per game. And yeah, and then 19 overall. Uh, but I think if you have CD right now, I don't think he's – I don't think he's like a must-buy or a must-sell. I, I just actually think that where he is is pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely with that. Um, I don't. Go ahead. I was just saying, I I'm honestly like kind of looking to buy him, just because the dip in his value. You're buying into that talent. Yeah, I'd be willing to. 
I see what you guys are saying. Like, I agree his value is where it should be, but I'm, I, since it's there, I'm willing to buy now. It was a little high for me throughout the season. Yeah, when he was getting, it just didn't make sense that he was closer to, like, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, than he was to, like, guys like Deontay Johnson. Like, the thing is, like, every wide receiver from, like, the third wide receiver to, like, the 15, 15th wide receiver, they're basically the same. Like, if you're not a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, like, you're just you're just a young wide receiver that is pretty good at scoring points. So if you could, if in the past you could have traded, like, CeeDee Lamb for Deontay Johnson plus a first, like, that's, that's a no-brainer in my opinion. I don't, I don't think you can do that anymore. But, and it goes the other way, too, if you can trade, like, a, AJ Brown for a CD Lamb plus a first. To me, that's kind of a no-brainer. Um, yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts on wide receiver in general. Uh, the, I, I imagine the CD slander to uh, continue. He's a very polarizing player. Like mm-hmm. Either people completely like hate him, or like everyone's like. Oh, everyone like Cooper, Schultz, and and Gallup are going to leave in the off season, and CD's going to be like the only target, even though that's not how NFL offenses work. Um, yeah, I think I think he's I think Nick said it well. I think he's more appropriately priced now than he was, even like through the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, any other guys you guys want to talk about? Uh, That's all we have highlighted. Yeah, I don't really have anyone in particular. Would we want to talk about Aaron Rodgers in another episode? Or do, you, or do we want to finish it off now? I guess we could talk about that now. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers... Uh, kind of eluded after the game, like there's going to be a lot of changes in Green Bay, indicating that maybe he wouldn't come back. He's now, alluded, I think he's alluded to that he doesn't want to come back if they start rebuilding everything. He wants them either go for it all now or just be done with them. Yeah, and it's now, really tough because of all those like contracts uh, yeah, coming up, yeah. and then they're negative forty million in cap space right now. Yeah. Granted, he said the exact same thing last year, so it's all—it's always really hard to tell what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers leaves. Devontae Adams is almost certainly gone from Green Bay. Yeah, I can't imagine Adams playing with uh, with uh, Jordan Love. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, Rip to Packers fans. Yeah, that's tough, yeah. man. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't know if I'd want any part of this Packers offense if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Like guys like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Like I, they're just not interesting to me. If if Aaron Rodgers is not there, um, maybe if you can get someone like 
Amari Rogers super cheap. Like that might be interesting, but mm-hmm. right. If I had any shares in Packers, especially pass catchers, I'd be I'd be a little concerned right now. Like with just, Aaron Jones. Just saying, I did see something yesterday that the Packers next year will be like at negative forty million cap or something. Yeah. So like. Do with that information what you will, but it's not looking good for Green Bay. This is complete speculation, but I said last night, I think Aaron Rodgers is as likely to retire as he is to move to another team. Um, I, think I don't know. I he just grew at the, I don't he know. just seemed dejected last night. I mean, obviously coming off a big loss, but like, it just kind of seems like maybe his heart's not really in it anymore. It's hard to say with that guy. I don't know. Um, I think he's always I, – I know what you mean, like, in his personality. He's not, like, uh-huh. much of a bubbly person. He's very laid back, like, when he talks. Yeah. yeah. I think that he probably cares about his image a lot. Not, like – I not to, like, what people think about him, but, like, his – like Hall of, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he wants to cement himself as like that legend. I think he's gonna try and Peyton Manning, uh, which I think we all know what that means. Just like go to another team, like ball out for a few years, uh, and then retire with even more like I don't know football clout. I'm with you. Right. Where do you I think, think Aaron Rodgers left in the tank? Where do you get? Where do you think Aaron Rodgers would be best in? Like I what could team? see. Him, I honest to God could see him going to the Steelers because yeah, I just remember when they played the Steelers, he was like all smiling at Mike Tomlin, and I don't even. I hate this, but I could see it. But I, I mean, like I could see him going to the Broncos too. But I just think the Steelers are most likely if they don't. Yeah, Broncos. I, Aaron Rodgers. I really see him at. If yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the Steelers, is Deontay Johnson like a top five dynasty receiver? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd pretty much step Clay, into that Devontae Adams. Too, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know if I see Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers. Like, the Steelers historically have found their guy in the draft. That's um, also true. Like, they're not really a big free agent team if you really think about it mm-hmm. um in fact i can't really think of anyone on their team that they got through free agency i also think that it wouldn't be a good decision to just jump into that afc north the way that it is mm-hmm. there's the a same, lot of good teams in the afc north because like the browns could potentially have like the most deep and talented roster Kind of like what they were expected to have this year. The thing like is, the Ravens uh, are really good. Most of the destinations that he wants to jump into don't seem like a good place to jump into because if he wants to jump into the Broncos, he has to deal with the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs. Yeah, that's also true. But the thing is, um, Rodgers has specifically stated that he wants to see those good quarterbacks be made wildcard teams wherever he goes. Imagine if she goes to the Colts. That's what I was, I was thinking, the Colts too. I would love yeah, that. That would be good. The Colts are just a retirement facility. I mean, I mean well, actually, uh, it's the Cardinals, but. Cardinals yeah, the Colts would be fun. 
what if the Colts get both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? That'd be. Oh my god. <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Um, maybe the Browns. I I can't really imagine the Browns actually making a play for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, imagine the Washington football team. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm trying to think of a team that, like, because obviously, maybe you won't have to spend that much draft capital for Aaron Rodgers. Now that I'm thinking about it, because you'd really just be bidding with what other teams think that he's worth. But like, if he's demanding a want out, like. He, if he just is going to retire if nobody wants him or if nobody's willing to like get into a war with other teams to get him, like maybe he isn't that expensive to get. Maybe not more than like a first-round pick and a player. Maybe. Think of that who want me, me, and then no 100%. No. <laughs> Um, I mean, like the Chiefs, the Bills, they all need new quarterbacks. Um, maybe oh, they could fact. be in play. Uh, the Chargers you know, as well. Yeah, Kyler's too short, so maybe need a new quarterback. Yeah, they they need someone that can like navigate the pocket. Um, Joe Burrow clearly cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, Joe um, Burrow can't escape pressure that comes in his face in a half a second. Not exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay could use a veteran quarterback that's actually good and not a Mickey Mouse winner. Um, Green Bay could use a quarterback that's not transcendentally fraudulent. Exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe Green Bay should make a play for Baker Mayfield. Um. Baker, they already had the GOAT quarterback, and then they let him go, uh, Blake Bortles. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jacksonville could use a quarterback of the future. Um, you know, that, that Lawrence guy, I mean, he's just he's just a bust already. Um, but, yeah, uh, on, on a serious note, uh we we have no clue what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, and anyone that tells you that they know what's going to happen is, uh, as the great Skip Bayless would say, transcendentally fraudulent. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say for now. Yeah, I think um, that's all we have on our list for today. Well, I guess speaking of Aaron Rodgers, where would Devontae Adams' ideal landing spot be? I'm kind of liking him on the Raiders, not going to lie. Yeah, I think he, Me I too. Think he wants to go be a car for a bit, go back to the old Fresno they, State days. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Can we see how, how much better a quarterback can play with, like, a true number one receiver? Yeah, I mean, another thing was I remember a lot of the Allen Robinson reports had him going to the Raiders, too. I saw this one tweet, uh, and it was Devontae Adams tweeted in April of 2021. He said, if Keenan and I were on the same team, we'd both get 300-plus yards a game. Uh, cool. I mean, 
imagine Justin Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and uh, Devontae Adams with like average pass protection and play calling, and then Justin Herbert at quarterback. It'd probably be the best offense in the National Football League. And Eckler. And Eckler, yeah. yeah. That'd be dope. Or even if they let Mike Williams walk, like they draft like Jamison Williams or something to be that deep threat. That'd be yeah, the, the Chargers still need better defense, but they're like another I think they're one ride receiver away from just like scoring thirty five plus a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all we have to say for now. Um, let's see, takeaways from this episode, uh, go buy Saquon, consider buying, or go buy Deontay, consider buying, uh, Baker. Um, and get excited for Kenny Pickett. Get ready for Kenny Pickett. Kenny two gloves, baby. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone watching, you know, you're enjoying the playoffs, spending some time with friends or family. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys are making some good off-season trades and getting getting your homework ready for the rookie drafts that are incoming. And, uh, yeah. We will be we will be keeping y'all up to date all off season with uh, rookie draft content. So keep in tune for that. Yes, sir. But that's all we have for today. Hopefully, everyone has a good Sunday or Monday, whatever day you're listening to this. And yeah, have a good one, everyone. See you. See you.